This is the official Bachelor Nation podcast. The this, official. This is the two-on-one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be Bachelor Nation without a little alcohol involved. Uh, you know how we were talking about picking careers in high school? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever did this, but when I was in high school, um, one day... They brought in this question form. You filled it out and was supposed to tell you was who your best friend was and who your soulmate was. What? Yes. And it was just like a form. It was like a Scantron. You know, you fill out the answers. And then you go later. But you have to pay to get your results. It was, like, done by some, like, goofy company. I don't even know who did it, how they got into our school. In but high school? In high school. This happened in my school. I feel like they can't do that. I'm telling you, it happened. It was wild. And it was like, do you want to know your answers? I was like, yes, I do. And they said, that'll be $5. And I said, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not paying wait, wait. anything for this. Was it an in-person, that'll be $5? It like, was uh, it was like come to the gym to get your answers, and I go to the gym, I get to the door, and be like, yes, absolutely, we have your answers. Five dollars to get them. Oh man! Yeah. Listen, it was whack, but I had somebody on the inside. So you got your results? I got my results. I got my results. Who's your? And soulmate? it's funny, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember who my soulmate was. That's just lost to time. I didn't care. I heard it and I didn't care. But my best friend was the loudest, douchiest person in grade 12. I was probably in grade 9. This man was my soulmate. And he found me. And he was huge. And he terrified me. (laughs) (laughs) So this survey compared everyone's results. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know... The formula in which they determined best friends. Yeah. They had an algorithm. (laughs) There there had to be. You know, like, oh, well, like, is it connections? Like, did they ask you, like, who do you know? Like, oh, well, you both know each other. Or they just randomly picked people and said... (laughs) This is we, based on nothing. We just got five dollars from on you. Nothing. I'm, that's, <laughs> that's my guess. This is what five dollars worth of survey <laughs> looks like. <laughs> yeah, but like there I am. I was you know I was a shrimp in grade nine. Mm-hmm. There I am, this little kid and this huge man. Every time he saw me from that point on, be like, oh, it's my best friend Mike, and he just <laughs> grabbed me. <laughs> That's actually really funny. It was, it was terrifying. That's really I was living funny. in fear of my best friend Man, the entire year. That's a good bit for a show. All the, like if there was like a high school drama out there, that would be a good episode. Best friend yeah. survey. That would be a yeah. great episode. Yes. I'd watch that. I'd love no, to see right. Teenage Mike haunted by <laughs> the biggest, loudest, adult-looking student. I can, oh. pic- I can picture him right now. He looked what? like Glenn from uh, The Wedding Singer. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get married in Vegas, baby? <laughs> All right. Oh, man. All We're right. doing this. This is the two-on-one podcast. We are your hosts. I'm not Mike. <laughs> He's Mike. I'm I Derek. I am Mike. You're Derek. Yeah. I'm Derek. Yeah. 
I, I listened to my intro on the last one. It, it sounded like it sounded like I was having a stroke when I was saying my mm-hmm. own name. Well, I, I remember I, I edited it mm-hmm. and just tightened it up where it was just like, I, Mike. <laughs> it still sounded bad. You did the best that you could with the material, but yeah, we'll see. Okay, let's. I guess we should explain a little bit what we're doing here. Yeah, what are we doing here? I don't know. We both watched The Bachelor. We're both in our 30s, married. Bachelor fanatics. Bachelor fanatics. We are the experts on everything Bachelor Nation. That's not true. Ask me again. No, you know what? How much do you love The Bachelor? I had an epiphany years ago. I, I had a realization, an actualization, as they call it, where I used to hate The Bachelor. I, I know, I know, it sounds pretty awful, but I used to hate on it so much, and I used to be like, oh, this thing's so fake, why do people watch it? When my wife and I first got together, she obviously watched it, I agreed to watch The Bachelor with her. And it was then that I actually started allowing myself to open up to something she was interested in, and I was like, you know what, let's give this a shot, let's just watch it. I know it's phony, I'm going to watch this and just enjoy the best i can out of it and and it just blew me away at how entertaining the bachelor was do you remember the do you remember the first few conversations we had where we weren't sure if the other person (laughs) you know watched the bachelor liked the bachelor you know it it was more just kind of dancing around it where it'd be like yeah man isn't the show lame you know it's lame it's the bachelor yeah, I think it was we're like texting each other. I'm like, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing? Like, yeah. oh, Chelsea's maybe watched The Bachelor, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I think it might have been like, is she making you watch The Bachelor? <laughs> I was like, actually, you're right. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't long before we were like, is Nick ready to be married? Yeah, you know. Oh, you know whose season I really started getting into was, uh, oh, what was it? It was before Caitlyn... It was the guy who was from, like, the Midwest. Chris. Farmer. Chris. Yeah, the <laughs> farmer. Yeah. That's the guy. Oh, man. That guy. That guy. You think Pete is bad. Everyone forgets about Chris. Yeah. It's easy to hate on Pete just because he's the bachelor du jour. But Chris was such a dud. You know, I I really like... Who was... What, 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 can't remember his name. Ben. Ben yeah. is who I liked. Yeah, Ben uh, was, was good. A nice guy. You nice know, it's guy. interesting. Like, yeah. you think about, you know, like, yeah, Chris. Chris was a dud. But then you've got, like, everyone now and then, you got, like, a like a decent guy. And the show always has you hoping that there's going to be some real, like, a nice guy. You're always thinking, like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I hope the next one's going to be, like, a real a real winner. Or you, you watch the season, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this, this guy definitely should be the next Bachelor. Or she should be the next Bachelorette. I think that I love that aspect about the show. I love priming who's the next candidate. Absolutely. When you're when you're watching a season, you're always thinking, okay, who here is going to be the next one? Yeah. Who who who's rising to the top here? Who you can see the potential in? Who do you want to be? And who's the fan favorite? And well, and that's a good segue to lead into this season because. This season's Bachelor, this is a first for me, has never been involved in the show in any way. Well, that's a good question. First off, I just want a disclaimer that we're going to be totally off the cuff in this show. 
I mean, yeah, we're going to have our nodes, but we're going to be off the cuff. Yeah. Um, Forget your cuffs at home. <laughs> no, no cuffs allowed. Uh, he is not... You've never seen him before. Yeah, never seen him before. However, online, on the gram, he's connected. Yeah. Tell me. He's hanging out with some Bachelor Nation people. Apparently, he's tight with Tyler C. Tyler C is... The Florida guy, right? He's the, the, the guy who Hannah should have picked. She should have picked him. Yeah. And didn't she go with, like, Jed? Jed, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he, like... He had... He, he, he had, had a girlfriend. He, like, he had a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend. Yeah. Did he have a girlfriend while he was on the show? I believe so. I think that's what it was. Like, they never... It was like they never really broke up. It was, like, unclear... If they actually broke up or not, and like if he's just doing it to launch his like crappy singing career. Yeah. They should have had him on Listen to Your Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch that? Oh, no. I need to watch that. You should. It's worth just watching back. I will. Even if it's not live, it's worth watching. Yeah. It's good. It's actually pretty heartbreaking. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but once you watch it, we'll have to talk about it. That's all I need to hear. Okay, but so yeah, we're, we're we're getting off topic here. So Matt, you've never seen him before. This is the first time that we're meeting this new bachelor. He doesn't know the format. We don't know him at all. Hmm. Wait a minute. Are you sure he doesn't know the format? <laughs> well, he's never been through it. He's it's obviously true. watched the show. He knows Tyler. This is what I was talking to you about I like earlier. Tyler. Is that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah You yeah. know what? I like Tyler a lot too. It's weird. It seems there's some like large bachelor community where it's not just the people that we've seen on the show but there's other people in that sphere who is like if you can get in that sphere then you can get on the show because there's a lot of that i don't we've seen a lot of people who are connected to previous it's uh people have been on other seasons it's a large it's a large circle i was listening to an interview on chris harrison interviewed by wells on his podcast it was an amazing episode it was an amazing interview, and it was so cool to hear Chris Harrison's story. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because I, no, I have no idea what he's, his story is. As far as I know, he was just born as a full-grown man, like, <laughs> and just it was immediately ha- handed the hosting job of The Bachelor. Chris was into sports, sports radio, essentially, sports broadcasting, before he got into Bachelor. And I find it really interesting. I mean, he was like a soccer player, actually. I think he played soccer pretty seriously at one point. Yeah, he's got the physique for... (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I think it's, 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 it's not a... I'm not surprised that there's sports affiliates with the show. Like, there's a lot of people who've been in sports. A lot of NFL players. Well, and our guy, Matt, is a college football player. Yeah, it's true. Give me your, give me your thoughts on Matt. The new bachelor. Okay, before I do, I got this new what scotch. Got? What am I looking at here? I, st- I still have to send Suntory, Japanese mm-hmm. whiskey. This is the Highland Scotch Glen Farkless. I'm Glen really, Farkless? Yeah, I'm really enunciating the Farkless. Yeah, no, you got to bring that forward. Shoot, you could be the bachelor. Look at this, look at this taste. Look at this class and sophistication. Too bad I'm already taken. I don't know. Do you think I should open it now? You sold me on the name. Oh. You sold me on the case. I'm looking at it now. 
Alright, here's the... Wow, you're cracking it open. I, that's what I was saying. Should I do it? And you were like, yeah, do it. Okay, here. Well, I mean, I, I just feel like you've been tantalizing me with it. It's okay. like you're giving me the Bachelor promos, but I'm not going to get the episode. Okay, here it comes. Here, listen for it. Yeah. Just bring bring the volume up on that. Wow. Holding it next to my mic so you can... Catch no, I heard on. all that. Heard every drop. Oh, that's nice on the nose. Woo. Okay, I'm definitely taking up time on this podcast just talking about this scotch here. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what this is. This is the scotch. This is the scotch brothers. <laughs> <laughs> here comes the palate. Oh, what are your thoughts? Oh, that's nice. A little caramel. A little woody. Yeah. Wood is good. It was good. Oh, it's got a nice finish. A little sweet finish. Mmm. I like that. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the important thing is that you're happy. I am That's happy. all I care about. Yeah. Okay. Now we want to talk about Matt. Matt yeah, we're talking, we're talking about Matt, the new bachelor. I asked you what your thoughts on Matt were. Skeptical. I'm always skeptical. I'm like, hmm, are they the real deal? Are they here for the right reasons? Are you here for the right reasons? <laughs> because how many times do all these contestants get constantly berated with all these like expectations of who they ought to be, but there's never the bachelor or bachelorette never gets questioned. Yeah. So, you know, so, uh, like you said, are you a Pete or are you a Ben? Oh, like we've said in the past, Peter was a wet sandwich. <laughs> exactly. Pete, Peter was there not for the right reasons. I did like Ben. Ben had his criticism, yeah. but I like Ben. Ben was there for the right reasons. I thought so. I, yeah, I absolutely. So. I don't know about what happened post-Bachelor. I think there was some stuff that happened. You know, didn't he screw over JoJo? JoJo was in his final four, two. I think. Final two. Final two. Pretty That's sure right. it was final two. And You're he right. like blindsided her. He did. Yeah. He really did. And then he didn't even last with uh, Lauren, was it? Yeah. You're right. Ben at least seemed nice. Pete seemed nice. But he was also, based on his actions, a total doofus. Yeah. No, Peter, right off the bat, I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I really did enjoy the season, though. Like, it was a very entertaining season. Like, the whole family dynamic was really something else. I read that even Chris Harrison was like, it, sh- it could have been handled better. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but, uh, uh, no one will forget that one. Okay, okay. okay. We're, we're, so, we're, Matt, we keep digressing. Give me your opinion on what you think about Matt so far. I like him. I like him. I think he's got... I like that he played ball. Shows that, you know, like, he, he's he gone through, through some hard work. I'm not really hot on him as a... Uh, what's his occupation? Commercial real estate broker. There you go. I'm not too hot on any of the, the occupations, really. Of it's, like, it's like a slimy <laughs> job, right? It's a slimy job. It's, but he, he does work with, like, inner-city kids... Like that. I like that. It seemed a little staged. It's always staged. I know, I know. Him working out in a... It looked like a hotel gym. 
with like three random kids, probably kids of the producers or whatever. I like, know. Go in there like, and work out. I, I remember when uh, it was Colton season, and I remember thinking like. Like, this just all seems set up. Like, I'm sure that he does do this work, but, like, the way that it's being portrayed right now just seems, like, inauthentic. I mean, there's also that question about any kind of celebrity, any kind of, like, high-profile, any, like, high-income bracket-achieving person who does work with... It just seems like it's, it seems like kind of a cliche you'd see in movies. Like, what's that movie like? It's like Mighty Ducks, right? It's like Emilio Estevez. He was, like, this accountant who got punished for <laughs> go work with inner city kids hockey team or whatever right? <laughs> or hardball with Keanu Reeves <laughs> he was a lawyer I think now yeah you know he seems kind of phony to me but I can't tell if that's the nerves though because like I don't know how I would be in that situation too I'm sure I'd be super like oh yeah like ha 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 nice to meet you you know it's like how authentic can you be under that under those circumstances I actually like that he seems kind of awkward you know, he's got this, like, crazy kind of grin on his face a lot of the time. He doesn't really know kind of how to handle, like, you know, all these women, right? Yeah. Like, all these, like, uh, all these uh, new ones. Yeah, all these new situations. One thing I, I really like is how deep he goes. Even though he says, mm-hmm. like, in the first episode, he said, like, I need to get deeper. He's already deep. He's already, like, he's asking them deeper questions. He's, like, interested. He's, like, actually has some natural responses and he's not he's not too guarded it doesn't seem um so i yeah. like that i like how he's talked about he's come from a broken home um that's interesting i'll be mm-hmm. curious of how that pans out or more information around that uh his family dynamics always like learning more about the bachelor or the bachelorette i like knowing what did you think about his mom <laughs> <laughs> well it's interesting like i come from a a biracial family too right you're laughing. Uh, you thought his mom was crazy? It, it was just that it was a bold look. She went with a bold look. Yeah. I could I could I could feel a certain vibe coming from her. It's interesting. I don't know how to take it. You know, my mom's white, my dad's yeah. Asian. Yeah. But, but yeah, just for context, both Derek and I are biracial. I get the impression he grew up with his mom. I think that's pretty much what he was suggesting that that's what happened. Right. Um, uh, that's why I'm curious to know what kind of relationship he has with his dad. <laughs> Will it be kind of integrated into the script? Will we see any bit of dad or is dad just completely out of the picture? He's talked about being the first black bachelor. First things first. That's what he sat down with Chris and said, hey, you know, this is my thoughts. And I'm, I'm worried about what people are going to say. I'm worried about what people are going to judge him for. So it's kind of interesting to see him go What there. is your... What is your thoughts about Chris in those hard talks? Because, you know, that's a hallmark <laughs> of every season. Chris, oh, you know, there's always, a, a, yeah. a, you know, someone bearing their soul to Chris. There was a scene, it was after the conversation where they're in front of the house, and Chris goes right up to him and just shakes him. <laughs> He's like, come on, you know? And I love that. I think it was apparent that, like, I love Chris Harrison. He can do no wrong by me. It's always funny seeing him in situations where, you know, he has to play such a character. He has to play such a role. And I'm really curious of what he would actually say in real life, you know, if, if he wasn't on camera. It's so funny just because Chris really just has to listen. Yeah. Right? 
and Matt is like talking from experience. Uh, Chris doesn't know what he's, you know, he doesn't know anything from his, from that experience. I'm sure you could relate and, and, and empathize and stuff like that, but you know, it's just funny. It's kind of like with Tasha. What was it? One of the final episodes, she was like really upset and he just looked at her like, okay. <laughs> and like, she just kept going through the motion. He's like, yeah. okay. All right. Well, let's go do this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I just, I mean, I mean, it could be in the edit. I don't know. But, yeah. uh, no, but you're right. He, he has a way of seeming supportive without saying any words at all. It's exactly. all in his eyes. Just with yeah. his eyes. Just with That's his all, eyes. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I, I'm right there with you. I love Chris Harrison too. He can also do no wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I love watching him in those situations um, and just watching his face. So this episode, obviously, is one where we're introduced not only to Matt, but all the women. Now, I just want to say right off the bat that this episode is always my least favorite of every season. That's interesting. Interesting you say that. Because it's always the most superficial. For sure. You know, you have to do it. You have to get this one out of the way. It introduces everyone. and It kind of sets the stage for the season to come. It's always just going through so many intros. So many of them are just so lame. You know, the women are always better than the men. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Like, when it's, like, the women doing, like, the introductions, they're all, a, a lot of them are actually very heartfelt and very nice. And when it's, like, the men, they're always just, like, ridiculous. Yeah. They're just, like, insane. It's, like, how can you think that this is a good idea? Or, like, a, a, like a smooth <laughs> kind of, like, pickup line or whatever, well, you know? Well, there's so much bravado with the men. You know, when it's a group of men, there's so much, there's just so much testosterone in the room. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit more vulnerability that's shown with women than there is with the men. The men don't show yeah. anything, right? Yeah. The women are put, some of them are putting themselves out there, <laughs> some a little more than others. It, it, I wouldn't say it's my least favorite episode. It's the most superficial episode for sure. Yeah. But, I um, like it. I like yeah. it when the, the relationships start to form uh-huh. and then that's what drives the drama. That I always find a lot more interesting. Right. This is always just like petty kind of like bickering, you know, like on like the first night. Right? But I look at it more like it's entertainment. And, and this is also foreshadowing, too. There's a lot of treats in this in the first episode. When I watch, I'm like, OK, who's the producer's choices here? Well, I'll say this. I found it interesting okay. that there is no pageant queen contestants on this season. Yeah. Which is, which is a nice change of pace because I feel like the tr- the show has been trending more and more towards like pageant well, contestants. They, they were. And that, you know, honestly, the, my wife and I, before she was pregnant, we always did a little drinking game every once in a while. And that was one of the drinks. You had to drink twice if someone brought up their pageantry. Anything <laughs> to do with pageantry. Even being a model. Like, you know, like just stuff like that, right? But I think him being the first black bachelor they had to diversify a little bit and i think you know the more and more the years go on you know something chris said in in his interview that i was referring to was that like when they first started they had like no screening whatsoever even for example like now they have someone to actually make the drinks now they have someone to like bring people in and put them in their spot and stuff like that right so there's more hands-on now to ensure that you know shit doesn't get out of control so it's interesting to see that there's been progression 
uh, I hate to say that I'm talking about The Bachelor and saying progression at the same time, but I think they are. They, they're they having to check off some of the boxes of making sure that there's some minority groups in this group of women, you know? It's, it's kind of funny at the same time. The one thing that hasn't changed, lots of rich girls. I'm pretty sure it's all rich girls. But what about Queen Victoria? She actually doesn't seem rich at all. But what is she, what did she do for a living? I don't even know. I, don't know. I picked her to be the villain. And you I knew what? I knew she was going to be the last rose. I knew she was going to be the producer's choice. And I knew what's the other girl the the New Yorker, the fashion girl who hates yeah. her is going to be her counterpart and they're going to be on the two on one. Everything you're saying is I agree with. To a point, there's always an early season villain, but then there's always the true villain that emerges. She, to me, is too ridiculous to actually be the villain of the show because there's no way that Matt and her are going to have any sort of connection that will go past like the halfway point of the show. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Let me. Like the real villain always goes closer to the end of the line. Sometimes there's two villains, but not always. Think about. What's his fucking name? Like Luke? Uh, you know, the, the untatious season. The the guy, the Harvard guy. Oh, yeah, Bennett. Bennett. You know, like, he was the villain, and I just never thought that... He was the villain? I thought... No, I thought Noah was the villain. Really? You thought Noah was the villain? So I thought Noah was the counterpart. Because Bennett was, like, the Harvard condescending asshole who was just like nonstop and like obviously this guy's a character and he's not real whatsoever so how could Tasha actually have a real relationship with him I, I don't know if she, I don't know if she had a real relationship with Noah but like he was the one who was instigating a lot of shit right I'm not gonna lie I like Bennett you, you did like, I did for, wait wait for, I did as a character for entertainment or, like, you were rooting for him. Oh, well, like, yeah, I, I knew that him and Tasha had no, like, right. connection at all. Oh, like, okay. there, was no, there was no future there. But as a character, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's funny. I thought he sure. was hilarious. He is. He is hilarious. He is hilarious. But, like, I think he was the villain. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Queen Victoria just seems too out there. To really kind of make it long term in the show, there's always people that do, you know, like, uh-huh. like, you know, can go a long time before they end up getting cut. Just uh, okay. by, by dint of being, there's so many people in the first. Okay, place, okay, right. There's typically, let's say, there's typically two villains. There's the first yeah. villain who's just ridiculous, and they usually <laughs> last until the two on one, and then there's a. Second villain who comes yeah. after and that. And it's, it's the second villain. That's the one who's always, you know, and I'm not there for the right reasons. Like tricking yep. the bachelor, bachelorette. Yeah. And then it's always on like one of the contestants to step up and be like, hey, listen, I got it. I got yeah. something to tell you about this person. But sometimes they're like, not here for the right reasons. Exactly. Or they've got a, they've got a secret past yeah. that you need to know about. And I think recently, like obviously I taste season is, is kind of a write off because like that was a, a weird setup. It was a yeah. shorter season. It was like had guys from Claire that debacle. It, it's really hard to to make that a part of everything else. It, it felt more like paradise just because everyone was in in the same spot at the same time. Which I'll be interested about this season is how they get away with doing dates and excursions and if they go traveling. I like the locale, the the spot that they picked. Where are they? It you looks- think they're uh, in like the upstate New York or whatever? It's got to be right. I, I, you know what they said it on the show. I have no idea. I've never heard of it before. I mean, he's from New York. 
Yeah, that's right. Not a, obviously original, but I remember when she said the the New York chick said to him like, "Since you're a New Yorker." Yeah, no, you're right. Definitely East Coast. I, I like it. I like the setting. What are your thoughts on the vibrator girl, Vanessa Bayer? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Soon, I it's was cr- like, uncanny. It is like for anyone who doesn't know Vanessa Bayer, she is a SNL alumni. She was on the last thing I remember seeing her on was Office Christmas Party, just because it was Christmas recently, and obviously we watched that movie, and I was like, "That's that's her, like oh, yeah. just just her face." I'm like, "That's totally her." Even her voice is pretty close. It was uncanny. Yeah. What did I think of her as? Uh, I mean, well, obviously, okay. she was. You can't take her serious. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, you made an impression. Yes, it's a bold move, but is it the right move? <laughs> I mean, Waving around listen, a massive dildo the entire time. What? Listen, here's the thing about people who go on and do the, the whole shtick thing on night one. It sometimes keeps them on the show. And, you know, you and I have talked about this level of, okay, what's real and what's not? Maybe the girls don't come on there with the intention of being a certain character. But maybe once they're on there, the producers choose them. Or maybe they, ahead of time, they know the girls they want to become certain characters on the show. you got this girl like, you know, let's let's give her the whole vibrator shtick thing. This is her thing. Because, like, I don't know if I believe that they, before the show, prepare what their thing is going to be on night one. I don't think anyone's going to be like, I'm going to bring a vibrator. The producers have a big bag of props. <laughs> And they're going to be like, okay, which one do you want? Like, you want it? You, I think you should do the vibrator thing. Like, oh, I can't do that. Yes, you can. That'll be great. And then there's there's the, the complete joke aspect of it. But then there's also the getting seen and remembered. Yeah. Right? It's like, yes, you get remembered. But is that really what you want? Well, I you guess know? it's they- what they do after. Once they stay on the show. Yes. But, like, like, can you think of anybody who's ever shown up on the first date with some, like, idiotic gag who goes down the line? Uh, What's her face? She was on Paradise as well. Bibiana. Shark. She was the shark outfit. And it was so dumb. But she, she made it a decent way. You know, like, there's always, like you say... People who are good TV, and so they make it far, like, into the show. But it's terms, in terms of, like, connection, like, actual connect, connection and chemistry with, like, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. No, it's I've true. never seen that happen where, like, they, you know, the person who comes in with, like, the costume, they're only there because they're entertaining. They're not ever there because it's like, oh, yeah, like, they, you know, they make a good match. It's just... It's like you're writing yourself off right out the gate. Yeah, JPJ. <laughs> Gold shorts. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. JPJ. JPJ. I wish that guy was in every season. He was, oh man, he was so entertaining. I remember uh, on Bachelor in Paradise, he had this, uh, uh, you know, interaction with um, oh, one of the girls on the show where she called him out. For, like, being a jerk. And, like, you know, he was doing that thing where he's doing his crazy laugh. And, like, <laughs> it was all in front of Wells. And, like, when, when uh, it, and, like, he just seemed, like, totally nuts. And then when, like, she left, Wells looked at him. He was like, well, do you think that went well? 
<laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, it did. Absolutely. You know what? I do remember that. That was the last season of Paradise, wasn't it? That was. Yeah, that was the one. Man, I'm really missing Paradise. I know. Okay, let's get back to this, this episode. We we're digressing too much here. So there was two girls, and it looked like they were wearing the same dress. They even got mistaken. <laughs> oh, 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 that man, was that awkward. I mean, good, good thing they both got picked because that yeah. would be really harsh if it was like <laughs> me. No, 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 oh, the man. one behind her. You know? That's my worst nightmare. It was definitely really awkward on the show when the girls got mixed up, but I couldn't believe they were in the same dress, and I couldn't believe that that wasn't mentioned. You're right. That was the other thing. Why like, wouldn't that be? That would be a huge point of contention. That would be a huge conflict on the show. Be like, I can't believe she wore the same dress as me. You yeah, that, that seems like a layup that they, yeah. just, they just passed up. Maybe they did and it didn't go well and they just took it out, you know? There was a lot that happened. There was a lot of meat on the bone for this episode. <laughs> there, was, there, was a, there was a lot. I have a lot of notes. I'm, I'm looking at my notes right now and I'm like, where do I even start with some of this? I wrote down, as every girl walked away, he checked out every girl's booty. Like blatantly. Yeah, oh, just, just watch his eyes. Just boom. Right no, there. Th- that boom. was one of the first things I noticed. Yeah. I-, I noticed that right away. I'm like, well, he's just blatantly just <laughs> He's not even hiding gawking. it. He's not even hiding it. He's not it. hiding at all. At some point, you have to be a little discreet. You know, you can't just be like, he's sitting there. He looks, he's like, wow. Boom. <laughs> and what else I thought was interesting, too, is like he would make a comment about them. When they were, like, two steps away from them. They, he, they would take, like, two steps up the steps and he'd be like, wow, like, she was really interesting. I said the exact same thing. I said, <laughs> she's, like, five feet away from him and he, she, there's no way she can't hear him. Like, he's talking to himself with her, like, not far enough away. Is there something we're missing? Because that looks pretty close. Maybe it's one of those depth of field things with the camera. It could be. He seemed wound very tight. Maybe they were like, yeah, like, let them walk away for a bit before you say something. But, you know, in the moment, you yeah. just can't think straight. They take, like, one step away from him, and he's like, wow, like, that was such an interesting interaction. <laughs> <laughs> and the queen, oh, yeah, there was a great, you know, wait, the girl, there was one girl who tripped, and then she said some cheesy joke. She was like, oh, I'm already falling for you or something like that, blah, blah, blah. I can't. I'm making that up. I don't know if that's what she actually said, but it was something along the lines of that. I think that was staged because she the joke seemed too convenient to follow. But the Queen Victoria, she definitely had a little spill. I just think she showed up drunk. She seemed like she, she was pre-gaming. She definitely a little loosey-goosey. Like, can you imagine yourself walking into a situation like that and just putting out that kind of energy into a room full of strangers. You got to be pretty ballsy. You got to have enough liquid courage. And I think that's exactly what she had. You know, I, I spoke about there's a lot of rich girls on the show. But the one thing which I did mention about Matt and how his job seemed kind of, you know, what what word did you use for his job? Slimy. Slimy. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. To me, they're kind of like sinister jobs. All the girls, a, a lot of them have these kind of jobs like corporate 
defender or corporate lawyer or like airline uh, marketer or someone you know like they're all they're all working for like large rich companies one someone's like a bank marketer they're all that's the dildo girl is it yeah she worked with the in a in a bank they're like uh wasn't work she worked in a bank she was like uh well work for a bank she marketed she's not in the vault (laughs) 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 but all these girls have like greasy jobs yeah i mean yeah we've talked about this before but i just want to see a couple Poor people show up on the show. That's exactly right? what Chelsea and I were talking about. Can we have some like real people on the show? Yeah. For what? You know what? Just job people. description grinding. I'm on the grind. Yeah. That should be all you need to know. I've got four outfits. You're just going to see me cycle through them. Yeah. There's a social worker amongst the women, and I was like, that's an interesting one. That's a that's, that's kind good. of a an outlier there. But then I'm thinking like maybe it's just a rich girl with a bleeding heart. <laughs> <laughs> I could be completely wrong and completely judged her, but uh, well, I don't know. call me the, a liar. The richest, the richest one definitely seems like the twenty-one-year-old fashion designer. Now she's twenty-one. She's a fashion designer. She obviously comes from money. Do you think that a she's here for the right reasons? B ready to get engaged at the end of this process? No, not at all. I, the one thing I want to say is. If you're going to flaunt your money, why don't you get a better Bentley? I know it's a Bentley, but it's a fucking ugly car. It's First off, it's like creek brown. And <laughs> it's like one of their grossest models. It's got like that gross back slope thing. I'm just like, oh, man, that's not even the, it's like It's like the ugly version of a rich car. It's like you just wasted all that money on this car. That's my opinion, obviously, but... Uh, no, you know what? By, by the way, do you remember when Bentley was really pushing that they had an umbrella in their car door for their Bentleys? <laughs> no, do you remember that? I don't. I, I swear there was like a two-year span where that's like the main thing that I knew about Bentleys because they were really just hammering that home. They, they had a little umbrella that slid right into the car door. It was like you would just push it. And it would pop out. That's and then pretty you cool. Just click it back in. Yeah, it was cool, but it's like you don't buy a Bentley for the umbrella holder. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. I've I'm, I'm never made a scratch of money to uh, ever imagine a Bentley. But if I'm a, if I'm like a high roller, you know what, uh, Bentley or Maybach, I don't know. The Bentley has the umbrella thing. Maybe I'll go with the Bentley. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not Kanye West, what, right? What do you mean that, that? Like that would sway your decision? Wait, you just grab an umbrella and you throw one in the trunk. You no, don't care no, if there's no, one no, in the no. door. See, or that not. is a mindset that only we, the poor people, <laughs> have. We're like, oh yeah, I just throw it in the trunk. You know, a rich person. If you're buying a Bentley, you're rich, right? So you're thinking, I don't want to mess my trunk up. In fact, I don't want to touch anything in my trunk. There's a certain kind of person who will lay a carpet down <laughs> in their trunk. Have you ever seen that? I, that's an old man thing. Uh, you know, not a bad. Like own... they'll do like a like a like a like a custom cut job. Yeah, like a custom cut job and lay it down that's so not... they don't ruin the trunk. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I don't mind that. That's a. That seems pretty logical. I like that. 
Not to me. That's what the trunk is for. What are you preserving the trunk for? Well, the, you got to understand that the carpet, the, the material in the trunk is like a part of the... It's part of the trunk. If you if you damage that, you got to replace that whole thing. So if you had a carpet on top and you damage the carpet, at least you don't damage the bottom, you know? But it's a trunk. You're not sitting on it. You don't need that to do anything other than to hold the things that you're putting in the trunk. Yeah, but what if you're putting some shit in the trunk that's got shit on it, you know? You put it in a bag. Seems pretty cut and dry to me. Yeah. By the way, listen, there's one more digression. Then we'll get back to it. What are your thoughts about wearing shoes in the house? I hate it. I hate it. Don't. I've always grown. I mean, I'm half Asian. You don't. You don't wear shoes in the house. So I don't know. It's just respecting. You got shit on your shoes. We don't wear. We don't have indoor shoes. I don't know anyone who has indoor <laughs> shoes. If you have indoor shoes, I think you're insane. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't wear shoes in the house. Don't even think. Of going on any bed or furniture with shoes on. Oh, God. Don't even imagine. Don't even... Don't let it cross your mind. Don't do it. I, listen, I, totally, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. It just seems like insanity. But I feel like it's more common than you and I know. I, think I feel it's like there's a the big States. shoe in house community. If anyone doesn't know, we're Canadian in the West. Oh, this is going to sound... We might. Uh, this might be something to edit out. But, I mean, America's wide and vast and there's a lot of different cultural practices amongst the entire map i don't know i've never heard of anyone wearing shoes inside the house but i have seen reality shows i i I, we've got friends and relatives that live in the states and and you know i'm not gonna lie i have seen people wear shoes indoors and uh it's it's weird this is something i would like to have a, a conversation with the other side (laughs) <laughs> Tell me the pros. <laughs> I want to know your side of the, the story. Okay, here. I can see some pros. What are the pros? Comfort. If you're walking around the house, a lot of times, I mean, if you don't have any foot issues, then then you're lucky. All right, I've, I've got I've got flat feet. Right, so I wear orthotics. If I walk around the house and do a lot of things, you know, my feet get sore. We got hardwood on the floor, so like you know, it's not very giving surface. Sometimes, if I wear a slipper. You know, gives me a little bit of a cushion, right? So wearing a shoe can give you a little more support around the house if you're doing things. But typically... So you could, you could make a case for having a shoe in the house. <laughs> and I can see that. But can you make a case for wearing your outdoor shoe directly no. into the house? No, not at all. Not at all. Not, not, not whatsoever. Because uh, I walk my dogs like four times a day sometimes depending on my wife's availability. And when it rains or any, you know, shitty weather, I hate coming in the house. I have a whole system I've set up where I lay a towel down in front of the door. So when I bring the dogs in, I make them sit on the towel. I take that towel. I dry them off thoroughly. Then I dry off whatever got wet in front of the fireplace. There's nothing I hate more than tracking dirt Leaves and water into the house. Listen, I think that ties directly into this next thing. I hope it has to do with The Bachelor because we're completely off topic. <laughs> so the rose ceremony. <laughs> the, ro- the first rose ceremony. You know what? Okay, yeah. Tell me. First rose ceremony. You made a good point to me. We were talking about this a little bit beforehand. 
How can you remember all the names? Oh, I meet one person, they tell me the name, it's gone immediately. He was meeting like 50 women. How many women were there? I've got a lot of questions. I've always had a lot of questions about the rose ceremony. First off, as it gets further into the show, you start knowing some of the, the girls and the relationships. And you start wondering, okay, who does he like better? And as he chooses the roses, is the first rose he gives to the person who he likes the most? And is it in order after that? Is there any tip of, is there any kind of order that's happening as he's giving out the roses? And because it always seems like the last rose is always down to the toughest choice. So that would suggest that the worst is at the end. And we've heard people in the past say, Oh, I got the I was like the last chosen and I, I don't want to be in the bottom anymore. You know, I gotta do my work to get back up to the top. So, you know, there there is always that kind of narrative around us. I'm like is there an order? And if there is, is there prep? Is he preparing a list behind the scenes? You know, remember in older seasons where they would go to a back room and they'd look at pictures of each contestant on the wall? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yes. And he would be thinking, hmm, well, I like her. I yeah. mean, we had, the, you know, and they don't do that anymore, but I'm like... no. It's like you're going in cold now. Yeah. So I'm like, there has to be some sort of prep where he's got a list. But then at the same time, if you're making that list the night of, how are you able to remember it? Well, this is the thing. You know, I, since you, you you told that to me, I decided I'm going to do some research on this. Mm. And I was on the Bachelor Reddit, which is always good. If you're, if you're down with tea, that's the place to go. And they said... That apparently the the Bachelor Bachelorette has their top four. So they pick their top four. And really? those ones are their actual picks. And all the rest are the producers. No. Yes. So the Bachelor Bachelorette can pick four. And then the rest are Man. just picked by the producers. You know what? I, I should have known there was a Bachelor Reddit. Now I'm going to go in and enjoy that. Now, tell me this. Now, Reddit's pretty good for like uh, promoting like real information because a lot of people don't like bullshit information in those those communities how reputable is the source if you see anything from reality steve it's usually dead on he's the guy reality steve he's the he's the guy who's got all so how does he know i don't know he just knows people he's like Woj for the nba he just he's connected to the right people and he just knows but, like, I try and stay off during the season yeah. because they always spoil, like, who the, the final people are or who the last pick is. And so I try and stay off mm. when a season is going on because I don't want to get, the, the uh, you know, everything ruined for me. Wow, I didn't even know that. We have a, a, an acquaintance who was a contestant. Uh, we don't have direct contact. And I can't say, I'm only just going to hint at our connection. It's like a friend of a friend we've met a few times. Anyways, obviously I wouldn't want to ruin any, uh, any friendships or anything like that to, uh, to spoil. But you know, my wife and I were always like, I'm so curious of like what actually goes down. How much involvement do the producers have? How does he know the names to say? Is it just edited and cut and like he looks back at somebody and someone says, pick this one or, (laughs) or does he have an earpiece? Does okay. he have an earpiece? And, and they're saying, uh, Abigail Dix. I'll tell you this. 
I did a wedding shower with my wife that my mom insisted that we do with all of her friends, people that we had never met, okay. a whole big room full of them. You know, they were just gawking at us as we were opening like the, the presents. Right. I would look at the card and I would be like, oh, this is from Abigail and Frank. And I had a person there who realized I had no idea who any of these people were. And she would just lean down and be like, they're at the back of the room. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, thank you. (laughs) And so, like, I imagine that there was, like you say, there's somebody there in that situation, either, like, right there that you can't see off camera or in his ear. All right, now you're taking, you know, Mike, was I at at your shower, at your wedding shower? Well, this is the thing. We had multiple. We had multiple wedding showers. You did, didn't you? This is one that my mom insisted that we have. I begged her not to. <laughs> oh, I can't even remember our own wedding shower. I don't think I was at our wedding shower. You weren't there? What, you got out of it? Was it wasn't I think I got Jack out of and it. Jill wedding shower? No, I think my wife, her family threw it for her at their house. And I think I played golf with my father-in-law. I think so that's jealous. what happened, yeah. So just wait until the, the baby shower. birthdays. Yeah, the baby showers and the birthdays start rolling in. You are not getting out of those. And if you are, <laughs> I'm going to hunt you down because those are a special kind of hell that you just have to endure. Some way, some somehow I was I'm able to skirt some of those things. Even this baby shower like I, I think I think it's just going to be a Chelsea thing. But who knows? I'm like, I'm down for being there. Like, I always like making fun of it and, you know, secretly joking and stuff like that. But those are, that's what I find fun with those things. Cause they're so you're, stuffy. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to have fun. <laughs> Don't you dare have fun at these. Well, you gotta, I won't allow it. Well, you have I to won't. start drinking. Well, that's key. You know? So that then when you start drinking, I just become like, I just start laughing at everything and I just become happy. I'm like, hey. That's pretty funny. Start finding the silver lining. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's get back to this. Okay, yeah. you know, I want to go back a little. I want to go yeah, back yeah, to yeah. the dildo girl. Okay. Vanessa Bates. Okay, I had a question about this. Do you think the vibrator, like, you know, I said, is it just the producer saying, here's a bag of props, pick one and go? Or if it's not like that, it was something, it was her idea. Is that dildo new or is it you know, seen some some battlefield time. <laughs> you know what I'm you know what I'm saying. I don't need. I know it's yeah. It's newer this. used. It's, it's a, a newer, newer used. used. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a newer used. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think she's she said. I think she said that it was it was new on there. I didn't hear that. Or maybe it was cleaned. I'm not I'm not sure. It was one or the other. I heard it was cleaned. Maybe it was cleaned. I don't yeah. know if it was clean or if it was clean, duh. <laughs> if it was clean, duh, that, mean, that would imply that it was used. It was, that means it was not clean at one point. Because I'm like, you know, because the whole, the whole issue was the shoulder tapping, right? I'm going to tap you on the shoulder. Like, there's two parts of that. First, okay, is that. Okay, is that funny or is that not? I think it's funny. It's funny that it wouldn't be funny if it happened to me. You know, because it's it's a it's degrading that someone tapped you on the shoulder with a vibrator dildo, right? It, it, that would be degrading in itself. But then it's gross 
in a sanitary way, in a hygiene way, because if it's a used dildo, then you just touched me on the shoulder with a fucking <laughs> vag wand, you know? <laughs> that's that's disgusting. Does it need the sparkling lights? That's my question. I mean, why not, right? It depends what your style is. I mean, that's her <laughs> style, right? So, you know, it adds to the visual component. <laughs> Maybe the lights pick up, like, with sound, you know? It's like those, <laughs> the, those lights that, that go to the beat of a song, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. Um, uh, what did you think of Abigail? You know what? She seems really nice. She seems like she's there for the right reasons. And uh, yeah. I like that she got the first rose. I think that was a really good choice. Me, and, me um, too. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked her. I thought she was, uh, you know, we talk about like all these girls being kind of superficial and materialistic and all that stuff. And we're like, we just want some real people. I'm not sure what she does. She has a pretty bougie job too. Not bougie, but she's got kind of a weird. Do you remember what she she did? I can't remember. I can't yeah, remember I can't what she did. Anyways, uh, I think she was a pretty, pretty down to earth girl. Pretty real. It was cool to see her and Matt actually have a connection. I think that was cool. It yeah. was cool to see uh, Matt pick up on that too. No, you know what? You're right. And we've always been like that. Like, it, you know, we just respond to people you can tell who have actually seen some stuff, lives through some stuff. And that's why I'm hopeful for Matt too, you know, because like you, you're talking about too. Like, he's obviously gone through some stuff growing up that yep. was difficult for him, you know, and that stuff can really kind of shape a person and just give them depth and dimension, right? Well, you and I always talk a lot about, I would say on our other podcasts, and just like in, in life, we, we've we talked about going through struggle, you know, going through shit in life, going through real, you know, experiencing crisis, experiencing some shit in life and getting through it and kind of come through the other end, right? And, and there's something that you can respect another person who you just know has had that experience or had that I don't know, gained a little perspective, right? And so maybe, maybe, just maybe, on the show, The Bachelor of all shows, there is an ounce of uh, real connection there. And I'm going to refer again to the interview with Chris Harrison. And he kind of said this thing about the show. The one thing that really worked for The Bachelor to be successful was that they didn't need to have a catch. They never needed to have a gimmick. No money prize, no nothing to gain. The only thing was relationships. And it's an international language. Everybody's interested in it. Everybody wants it. Everyone wants to find the one. But that's the thing. Can you find this? Can you do this in this kind of format? And I think it's kind of funny overall, but... The thing that keeps us hanging on is the the idea that it could work. It might actually work. There might actually be a real connection there. Absolutely. You know, some people may be watching the show really believing that there is, and then they get satisfied at the end. And then some people more like I think more like us, who are just kind of like definitely skeptics of the show because it's hilarious and outlandish to real life. But there is there's still a little bit we still enjoy the story, the journey, the, the journey, the potential. Journey. But there's still that connection that yeah. people can actually have that could be real. Because at the end of this, people get engaged. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's a real thing. Like, I, I said this before, but, like, 
if it was all fake, like if you were paid to do all this, if this was a paid show and it was all just a, a sham, that'd be quite a commitment to do, right? So I just think that there, there is a, a sense of realism that keeps it kind of engaged. Absolutely. You, you know, like you say, it's like the, the human relationships, those are what we find compelling, not just between The Bachelor and the contestants, but the contestants themselves. Like that's what, you know, we're always drawn into, right? And like you say, if it was just something that was just super superficial and only about, you know, some sort of like financial gain, will it be, um, do you remember there's a special on Fox called uh, Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire? That was like before The Bachelor, right? It was. It was like late 90s, early 2000s, like right around there. That's where they got their idea from. What? Yeah. That's what Chris said on in his interview. Get out of here. He said it was a huge uh, flop because the guy pretty much got run out of town because there was like a bunch of domestic violence issues and there it was like and he, he wasn't even actually a millionaire. he wasn't yeah there was a lot of uh deception that actually came out of that and so like they kind of built a, a more legit platform out of that but that's where they that's where they got the idea <laughs> darva conger that was the name of the woman who married anyway the outlook for the season we saw the promos what are your thoughts uh, i just kept thinking of the drinking game yeah, uh, hit all the notes. All the notes. The ambulance got drink. If you see an ambulance, actually, I think the ambulance is a double drink. That's a good one. Yeah. I love, I love the ambulance because it's such a tease, and it always turns out to be nothing. Like okay. somebody gets bonked in the nose. Totally. And right? someone's, it's someone's bleeding. Like, someone's bleeding yeah. down their face, and you're like, <laughs> and it's like you know, oh, they got in a fight, but it just turned out that like just like. Scuba diving accent or something like that. Yeah. Some snorkel. Yeah. Just like the most minor thing. It's never like an actual like life-threatening emergency. Did you laugh when you saw him cry? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was if it was just seeing him cry, just the shot, or if it was like the editing. Because we're watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And all of a sudden it just hit me like two tears just streaming down like, uh, and like <laughs> I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was... It's pretty funny, and it seems like he like shakes Chris off. Chris is there; he's trying to console him. Oh, I take that personally, man. That someone's trying to reach out to you. You know, you don't bite that hand, man. Not when it's Chris. Not when it's Chris. Chris ain't gonna hurt you, man. Maybe you never know. I mean, at the same time, they don't know each other, right? They're a new relationship too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving him too much credit. Okay, okay. I, 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 I just want to know when you think the leather jacket episode will be. What, what's this leather jacket thing you're talking about? Every season of The Bachelor, there's one episode where The Bachelor comes out in a leather jacket. It oh, has to happen. It's true. every season. Peter it's had every it because season. he was the uh, pilot, so he could have the, the leather pilot jacket with the stupid sheep's wool. I hate those jackets, man. I hate those jackets with the huge sheep's wool collar. Remember, just, remember Jed? There's we, something we, really smug about we, that jacket. We talked right? about uh, Jed. Yeah. Uh, he rocked one of those almost all the time. In fact, when I think of him, I see that jacket. Yeah. I see him with that jacket and with his hair going straight up into the air, right? <laughs> he looked kind of like Johnny Bananas, right? <laughs> From the challenge, yeah. MTV, yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah, big head, 
Yeah. yeah. I would love Short to see Johnny period. Bananas on The Bachelor. Oh, man, I would love that. Why, would, why don't they ever do a celebrity Bachelor with just that, all celebrity guesses? That just seems like a slam dunk. <laughs> doesn't it? They do that for uh, Big Brother. I feel like it would be good. It would have to be like a Bachelor in Paradise sort of thing, I guess. We skipped over, over one point that I was curious of what you thought. What did you think about Matt opening in prayer? You know what? I, I actually liked it. I liked it because if that is something that is an actual like important value to him, then I like that, that you know, he's coming out of the gate and just making that known that like this is who I am and this is what I'm about. But if it's not, if he's just trying to do that to paint himself as a kind of person, well, then that was a very canny move because he really won a lot of people over with that move. All right. What are your thoughts? You got thoughts. I, want to hear them. <laughs> I just thought it was phony. Don't bring <laughs> God into the bachelor. Don't do it. I'm not knocking you for being a Christian. I'm not knocking you for uh, having your faith. Just don't bring it in. It's like sports. It's like one team praying for the win. God doesn't choose teams here. He's not coming on The Bachelor either. You're one man with like 30 women. (laughs) And then you know what followed the prayer? The dildo. The dildo followed right after the prayer. Don't bring God into The Bachelor. Uh, According to the Christians... You're going to do a lot of debauchery, <laughs> according to the Christians. So if you're going to instill some Christian values, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Listen, you and I, we both grew up in the church. We know what, what the life is like. No, you're right. If I walked into church and I was like, hey, guys, guess what? I'm dating 30 women right now. <laughs> like, uh, no, you're, my, my, you're right. That's a different yeah. church. That's... Uh, <laughs> You need to go down to Utah for that one. Uh, uh, no, you know what? Oh, man, you make some good points. Hey, Waco, Texas or whatever. Now, you, you had a note here. Okay. You, had a, you had a couple notes that I just want yeah. to circle Hit back me. to. Hannah N. Oh, Hannah N. Okay, well, I, I read that, you know, I was looking up like when, when the first episode was going to air, and it said uh, Monday... It said something about Peter's like recap of like the drama that's going on in Peter's life or that happened post his season. And I was like, shit. And there was like this thing about Hannah N. Anyways, during Peter's season, I always thought her name was Hannah N. It's Hannah Ann. It's <laughs> 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 the whole time. I kept, like, through the whole show, and, like, Chels didn't pick up on it. She just thought I was saying Hannah Ann, but I kept saying <laughs> Hannah N. And I was like, first off, I was like, why does he keep calling her Hannah N? Like, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and, like, Chels just thought I was saying, like, I thought her name Hannah Ann was ridiculous, but I wasn't. I was saying, like when it was like hometowns yeah. and he was like visiting her family and he's like, Oh, well Hannah Ann I was like, What? Why are you why are you calling her Hannah Ann to her family? They know <laughs> you know, because originally there was that drama with Hannah B. 
Yes. Right. Yes, that's right. Right. So yeah. I was like, oh, so they have to differentiate Hannah B and Hannah N. But it was Hannah Ann the whole time, and I'm like, it, it was. It wasn't. It was literally to like the last couple episodes. <laughs> I was like, when when her when the, he saw her family, I'm like, I was like, Chelsea, this is so ridiculous. Why is he <laughs> saying to his family? And, and she was like, What's wrong with her real name? Like, no, no, no he's saying Hannah N. Are you saying Ann or N? And it, it turned out it was. And I looked it, it up, and it was like, oh, Hannah Ann. So now I always, I always call her Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann. Well, you know what? I've never actually met anybody with the double name. I mean, that's a Southern thing, right? It's, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Because yeah. it's like, well, why wouldn't I just call you Hannah? You're just making more work for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a little uh, pizzazz, maybe. I don't know. Hannah N. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's good. And you know, because they're, they're, they're kind of southern, so they put a little accent in it. Yeah. You know, they're like, Hannah Ann. Oh, Hannah Ann. How can you not hear that, right? Now, now that you're saying it. <laughs> that's all you can hear. It's all I can hear. Yeah. Is it always 30? I have no idea. It know. seemed like there was like 50 women in this last episode. Doesn't it always seem to that there always are extra contestants that get hidden? Like, as, yeah, as the like, show I starts. I don't remember you. Yeah, it's like all Where of a sudden, like five episodes in, you're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> They've been here this whole time because they weren't at the rose ceremony. <laughs> yes. My favorite, my favorite are always the contestants who somehow end up like near the end of the season when it's obvious that they have zero connection at all with like the Bachelor Bachelorette. Yeah. And they're not even, it's not even that they're the villain. They're just there because they just seem like non-threatening, you know? Yeah, they just kind of they floated. Just, they just kind of float around. Like I think I think Wells was was one of the guy was one of those guys. Like Wells was on uh, JoJo season, I think, and I think he was like went right near the end when maybe that wasn't Wells, maybe it was somebody else. But you know what I mean? It's like there's always those guys who are just like yeah. There's slight changes between bachelors and bachelorettes, right? Like depending on who the bachelor or the bachelorette is, you're gonna get different interactions, like. For example, I just feel like some would be willing to let floaters exist. Others would be like, nope, everyone's got to be real with me. I don't want any bullshit. But I think that's kind of a, 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 a something that's happened more so recently, in recent years. No, you're right. I mean, there's definitely... It seems like the, the call for realness is... Happening more and more. You know, when I first started watching the show, it seemed more about the kind of pomp and circumstance of, like, the whole kind of, like, you know, being flown around the world and the whole kind of uh, parade, right? Uh-huh. But now it seems more like you got to, like, you need to be real with me for this to have any shot. I don't know. I want to know more about what you were saying about that the people actually get, like, three to four choices and the producers choose the rest. And I'm curious is if any of them actually have any connection with producers' choices. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I remember um, reading on the same Reddit board uh, in Pete's season about a girl who was 
like a producer plant who is put there in the show in the first place by the producers just to mix things up and like be kind of like a, a instigator. This was Peter Cease? In Peter Cease. I think it was Peter Cease. Who like was it? Somebody, uh, I, can't, I can't remember who it was, but I just remember reading that. Just the idea that the producers would put somebody in the show who wasn't even there. For the right reasons. You know, for the right reasons. Yeah. was just there just to, to, you know, kick up dust and like, like I say, like kind of whip people up and, and create situations. I mean, I'm not surprised. That's what my intuition tells me because there's so many characters that are just do outlandish things. You're like, oh, come on. This isn't real. How many times have you seen a bachelor or bachelorette choose someone? You're like, no way, you know? So, I mean, that's pretty believable, but I don't know. Part of the show. It's part of the show. Yeah, it's part of, that's what that's what you got. That's what you get. You watch a show like this. In order to get the cherry, you, you got to... I don't know, you got to climb the tree, I guess. Oh, that's good. I was going to say, you got to drink the Shirley Temple. You know what? I've been making Roy Rogers recently. Ooh. The bourbon edition, not the... Yeah. I mean, a Roy Rogers is typically a non-alcoholic drink, but put some bourbon in there. That's a good drink. With the maraschino oh cherries. I want one of your Roy Rogers next time I see you. Oh, be like Wells, man. <laughs> be the bartender. You know, I'm still stretching it because uh, I know that we can edit this shit out. Yeah, we can edit whatever we want. You can say anything. Fuck. <laughs> I already said that. No, we're all rated. I, I made sure to to put that Did you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Great. No. That, that allows everything to happen. Uh, well, that's exactly it. You know, mm. and it gives us that edge, too. The drinking of scotch. This was really good. <sighs> I bet. It just looks good. Everything that I saw, the presentation, the color, just the sound, you know, you just know. You just know just by looking at it. I'm like, that's good. That's a good scotch. Yeah. I'm definitely, I got more to go. This is the Highland scotch is, is sweet, but the the Islay scotch is smoky. It's like they call it a smoky peat. It's actually pretty gross when you think about it, but it's good. It's like, it's like a campfire. I like that. Yeah. You know, the the worse the name, the better the taste usually is. Yeah. Think of like a, a smoky bog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. You took the words it's right like, out of my mouth. Not necessarily campfire. It's like yeah. once you pour water over a campfire uh, yeah. and you yeah. can smell that smoke mm-hmm. coming out, that's that's kind of what you're smelling. Okay. Yeah. And tasting. Like tasting too. What's our sign off? Are we going to do a sign off? We don't need it. We don't need a sign off. Just fade out. Fade out right here. I'm still drinking my scotch. It looks, it just looks good. It's, uh, it's, it's gold. It's gold in color. Two on One is a production of Podwin Studios. It was created by Mike and Derek. It's written by Mike and Derek. The show is produced and edited by... Mike and Derek. A special thanks to our wives, Chelsea and Kaylee, who have put up with our rants about a show that they probably regret letting us watch it with them in the first place. We thank them for their patience. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends.
Thank <laughs> you.